0: You're listening to episode 422 of the UAV Digest. I'm Max Flight. And I'm David Vanderhoof.
1: Hi, Max. Sorry about last week. I think both of us had things come up. where We, we were doing so well there, but we're, we've got a good episode tonight because we've got two weeks' worth of news. I think so. What are we looking at tonight? We've got aircraft control with artificial intelligence, a slow start to Amazon drone deliveries. Drones disrupt flight operations at Dublin Airport, a global drone market report, and a testing service for microgravity research. Who knew that drones would be involved with microgravity? So let's talk about our first story. And this is from Popular Mechanics. Um, AI just flew an F-16 for 17 hours. This could change everything. Well, the Vista, which has been around for a long time, is a modified Lockheed Martin F-16C, excuse me, F-16D, and it is now being called the X-62 training aircraft.
0: And what we see here is that they've used artificial intelligence in order to fly this for more than 17 hours. And this is the first time that AI has operated a tactical aircraft.
1: And the software allows it to mimic the character characteristics of other aircrafts, which is what the Vista aircraft originally was done was for the test pilot school at Edwards. It was designed to um, act as a surrogate for other aircraft that was being tested. And now it has this new role where um, it's being flown by a droid. I mean, artificial
0: intelligence. <laughs> is, is there a pilot in the cockpit while this is happening?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, the F-16D is a two-seat aircraft. So the Vista is a two-seat aircraft. So usually you have a pilot and a flight engineer. In this case, you had probably a flight engineer and a pilot, but they were um, basically there to su- overfly, to supervise the flight of the artificial intelligence and this sounds like it was from basically takeoff roll to landing touchdown that the ai controlled the aircraft completely which is pretty amazing uh technology leap forward to have think that a computer was doing the whole flight by itself
0: this ai i mean it just it confuses me david because i don't understand it completely a lot of times uh these days when we're looking at ai things it's uh, you know machine learning uh, is is what's actually uh, happening here and of course for machine learning you've got to feed uh, huge amounts of data in order to train the system so uh, you know i wonder how that worked in in this case what kind of data did they train the ai with i wonder well i'm sure that basically Since the aircraft
1: is designed to act as a um, surrogate for other aircraft, I'm sure that all of that data got fed into the AI from all of the missions it's flown for the last um, 10 to 15 years as as the Vista training aircraft. So I'm sure all of that information has gotten turned into algorithms and, and now has taught the aircraft to fly. And, of course, with artificial intelligence, the whole point is it's supposed to learn as it goes. So each flight of that 17 hours, I'm sure, um, broadened its envelope further with it learning how to think through the process. Hmm. Fascinating stuff. So not quite a drone, but, you know, definitely connected to what we're expecting someday in drones. So let's talk about our favorite subject next to the FAA. Amazon's delivery drones serve fewer than 10 houses in their first month. That was from TheVerge.com. And then this was the better headline, of which was, Amazon drones have repeatedly delivered to fewer houses than there are words in this headline. And this was from Engadget. So Amazon has been making deliveries by drone in Lockford, California, and College Station, Texas. But that doesn't sound really that exciting
0: when you find out the stats. (laughs) Yeah, they haven't been making a lot of deliveries. Uh, Some of this information comes from... (laughs) I'm laughing because some of this information comes from something called the information... And according to them, it said as as few as seven houses had received Amazon packages by drone, two in California and five in Texas. And the report says that Amazon apparently has some safety concerns. Now, when you look at the specs for the Amazon drone, you can kind of see what those concerns might be. The Amazon delivery drone weighs around 80 pounds and carries a five-pound payload, up to five pounds. So you're talking about 85 pounds, which is a big aircraft. Now, if you're making deliveries with this thing, you have to fly over roads and people. Well, now you've got a big, heavy drone uh, that is uh, intended to fly over roads and people. But the FAA says Amazon must ask for permission on a case-by-case basis. All right, that doesn't facilitate... Or large scale implementation of this, and while some other companies have permission to fly over people, like Wing and Flytrex and Zipline, uh, their drones are much smaller, weighing you know, between ten to forty pounds. Uh, so I think Amazon is, um, you know, has uh, some issues here with the FAA that I think they're working to resolve. But it's it's kind of funny that they didn't. I'll take this into consideration from the start,
1: you know. And it, it harkens back to the days, Max, when we were we were listening to the FAA flying drones into in dummies' heads to make sure that the, the FAA regulations about flights over people were based on weight and weight of impact and force of impact. You know, so. They set up these rules, I would say, five years ago, at least, for the flight over people. And clearly, um, the FAA is not happy with Amazon. The Amazon plan that the FAA approved required that they fly over roads. Amazon employees had to act as spotters and to make sure that no vehicles were coming when the drone needed to fly over the street. That's a little restrictive. It's a little restrictive. Um, and, and basically, if you're going to have a spotter drive the route that the drone is delivering, you might as well just put the package in the back of the yeah. car of the driver. Yeah. It, it, it is kind of, yeah, it, it, you're, you're sort of going, okay, it, at some point you have to say, okay, what's the point? You know, I, I I mean, yes, there are seven people, two in California, five in Texas that can say, I had my whatever delivered by a drone, but that five-pound package probably was cheaper to be delivered by the guy who was the, supposed to be the spotter for the drone than um, the actual drone. The actual drone operator itself.
0: So last November, Amazon argued successfully that their new drone, the Mark Twenty Seven Dash Two drone is safer and more autonomous, that it didn't need as many humans or safeguards. And the FAA cited its, quote, enhanced perception system that allows for detection of people or obstacles below the unmanned aircraft during delivery or landing. The FAA also liked the auto abort feature, remote alerts, and the fact that it can fly even if one of its six motors fails. So there was some some relief there. Uh, there's a, a document, it's actually a 64-page letter from the FAA to Amazon Prime Air that offers revised limitations for 2023. And uh, 64 pages, it's kind of a lot to digest, but there's some some high points that we might mention. You
1: read every single letter and word. Sure, I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what's in the 64-page letter, Max? Well, it informs Amazon Prime Air that the FAA has partially granted their November 2022 petition to amend the exemption, which if you want to look that up, that's exemption number 18601. Now, if you uh, take a look at this document. And we'll have a link in the show notes to the PDF that you can see for yourself. But if you look in Table 2 and Table 3, those summarize 17 changes related to regulatory relief. Now, some were initiated by Amazon and some by the FAA. Some of them were accepted and some of them were not. These changes relate to things such as requirements and duration of medical certificates, Minimum safe altitudes. Also some qualifications for the pilot, for the Czech airman, and for the flight instructors. Uh, There are a couple other items too in that list. Simulated instrument flight
1: and certain flight tests. Reporting mechanical irregularities. Flight locating requirements and VFR or visibility requirements. So basically, we're not flying instrument flying.
0: We're it's all visual flight requirements still. So as far as Amazon drone deliveries are concerned, uh, off to a slow start. Looks like um, perhaps we see some some changes made in terms of the regulatory requirements or the exemption requirements that Amazon has to operate to. Uh, Hopefully, they'll continue to make uh, make progress and be able to increase the volume of their deliveries. It's still
1: a lot of restrictions, Max.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you fly 85 pounds over sidewalks and roads and things, and, you know, it's got to be safe. What do you think the five pounds were that were were delivered to these seven people? (laughs) I don't know.
1: I've talked to Amber, you know, about drone delivery, and I explained to her why... Uh, medical supplies seem to be the optimal drone de- delivery stuff it's usually small it's usually lightweight and usually needs to be done in a hurry so it's just I'm just curious what you get from Amazon that you, for that's five pounds that you need right away to have it delivered by drone but if you're gonna have it delivered by drone don't do it by an airport in, in our do we haven't had a you're grounded in a long time, but this was from the IrishTimes.com. Drones disrupt flight operations at Dublin Airport for a second day running. Confirmed drone sightings caused six incoming flights to be diverted three at Belfast and three to Shannon.
0: It was a relatively short uh, suspension of operations, but it doesn't take much to be awfully disruptive to airline schedules. Uh, in destinations, but uh, suspended operations for 38 minutes on runway 28 right for departures, and they were suspended for 44 minutes on runway 28 left for arrivals. Of course, this affected Ireland's favorite airline and our favorite
1: airline to talk about on Airplane Geeks, besides United, which is Ryanair. So a quote was, yesterday, four Ryanair aircraft and over 700 passengers had their flights diverted to Shannon and Belfast. And again today, another four flights and 700 passengers were diverted, with thousands more having their flights delayed. Such drone disruptions at Ireland's main airport are unacceptable. We are calling on Minister Ryan to take urgent action to protect the country's main airport from repeated disruptions from illegal drone activity. Ryanair, of course, the real reason is they don't want to pay the transfer fees because of the delays.
0: But you can understand the the disruption. All it takes is some clown to fly his drone over near an airport, and that's going to shut down operations. And look at all the hundreds of people that you know had their travel plans disrupted it's it's a huge impact so yeah it's something and, that- and i was going to say and we've learned we've
1: learned how quickly things have cascaded recently where one airline gets delayed and then it that airplane affects another airport where pilots time out you know and and thus this, there's a spiral out of control it's amazing how much interconnectivity Passenger aviation has, you know, and requires a timely transfer of aircraft, you know. And if people are flying drones over an airport, just don't do it. You know, there there's plenty of places you can figure it out, but just don't do it. Right. So DJI is still dominating the market despite being blacklisted by the U.S. And this was from CNBC.com. A report by Drone Industry Insight says the global drone market was over thirty point six billion in 2022, and that's expected to grow to fifty five billion in 2026. And DJI
0: has seventy percent of that market share. That's a big chunk of market. Well, that's what you call dominating, and uh, for sure. And this comes from the Global Drone Market Report 2022 to 2030. And they, they have some conclusions uh, that drone services will remain the biggest segment, right? Services. Uh, but hardware, hardware rather, will grow the fastest. And the industry with the highest adoption rates seems to be energy. Cargo, courier services, intra logistics, and warehousing have the, the highest Kager. A couple other uh, observations from the report.
1: Yeah, you're going to tell everybody what Kager is? oh compound annual growth rate ah uh, see that, that that's one of them there business terms as historians wouldn't know mapping and surveying is currently the top drone application and followed by inspection as well as photography and filming uh, i actually thought the photography and filming would be number 1 but if i guess we're talking professionally um it would be mapping and surveying, which with LIDAR and all of the other applications, it's just a natural for. So, DJI has become the product of choice for everybody because they're reliable. And, you know, even though the US has worked hard to eliminate it from the military and um, governmental markets, there's still a lot of civilians out there purchasing the best value on the market for a prosumer or a pro or a consumer UAS.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's no surprise that DJI, DJI has such a large market share, given the, 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 the price, the functionality, uh, and like you said, the reliability. Uh, I mean, if you're going to buy a drone, in, you know, for most people, a DJI model is, uh, is the right choice. Um, but this is a pretty big um, uh, growth industry, almost fifty-six billion dollars by twenty twenty-six. Uh, so that's a that's a doubling, almost a doubling of the size of the market. Uh, you know, mark that down and just put it on your calendar, David, for twenty twenty-six, and we'll see how how this uh, predicts. Amazon will Amazon will have doubled their deliveries. Yes, yeah, yes, no doubt. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully.
1: So our last story comes from space.com. Watch a drone drop a microgravity capsule in first of its kind of experiment. Gravity Lab provides testing services for microgravity research. They offer proprietary reusable launch vehicles. And one is the world's first commercial UAV microgravity testing platform. So how do you
0: generate microgravity? So microgravity as as NASA defines it anyway is the condition in which people or objects appear to be weightless. So I guess there's never <laughs> absolutely no gravity. There is always gravity. even even the people in the
1: international space station are subject to microgravity because the earth has a gravitatic pull as well as the sun has a gravitatic pull. But it's so small that people become weightless or float. You can also get them from a parabolic arc. You know, we have, we have like aircrafts like the Vomit Comet, which teach astronauts how to deal with microgravity because they do parabolic um, arcs, you know, and at the top, the aircraft, the people inside become weightless for a few seconds. So this is a new way to test and interact with microgravity here on our good
0: old 1G planet. And so this uses a a UAV system and a drop pod. And in uh, this uh, example, this quadcopter flew up to an altitude of 2,000 feet, uh, then released this drop pod carrying scientific experiments. And the pod payload actually experienced weightlessness for a little over five seconds, uh, which is a greater duration than you can get from ground based drop towers so gravity gravity
1: lab says they can deliver up to hundred and eighty seconds of microgravity with significant cost savings per kilo per second in a shortened campaign lead time. so this is this is the start of a new thing i I am kind of impressed that a small um, UAS was flown to two thousand feet though max. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, yeah. So they offer dedicated and rideshare launch capabilities. Also the option to transport launch services to customers. Now, other microgravity options, if you are looking to perform uh, experiments with microgravity, well, you mentioned the space station, David. But as you can imagine, that's going to be a pretty expensive experiment. And then uh, we mentioned drop towers. There are actually drop towers around, not many of them, designed to, well, to drop objects like this uh, in order to experience a few seconds of microgravity. Uh, but according to this article, it's really hard to get time on those drop towers. So if you've got a drone performing essentially a, kind of an expanded version of what you could get from a drop tower uh, what a what a significantly lower cost solution, and one that you can you know easily obtain. Though um, you definitely go need to go look at the show notes and
1: look at this combination of um, the drop vehicle and the the UAS. Um, it's kind of almost comedic, sort of Warner Brothers cartoon, Wily e. Coyote looking. Contraption with a bomb hanging underneath a quadcopter. Looks like it might have been made in Connecticut. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely cool. So, but why do we study microgravity? Well, NASA studies microgravity to learn what happens to people and equipment in space. NASA must learn about the effects of microgravity to keep astronauts safe and healthy. You know, they lose muscle tone. They have to exercise. You know, blood pools, etc. In addition, many things seem to act differently in microgravity. First, fire burns differently, crystals grow better, and their shapes are more perfect. So you want to test out some stuff, you've got now a UAS that will come to your house to drop your microgravity. So um, pretty neat, um, interesting technology, and again, a really good use for a UAS. Can imagine what the next one's going to be when... When if it's going to be higher than two thousand feet, you know what kind of FAA clearances do you need? Because this took place in Great Britain. All right, David. A video. This is very weird. It is weird. Um, Max and I have talked about one of our favorite shows. um, Is something called um, Love, Death, and Robots, which is a a animation kind of comedy, science fiction horror kind of thing. Well, this video of the week, um, an animated short film about drones, AI, and is on YouTube. And it's a 15-minute film about a malfunctioning CIA press event that sees a Predator drone installed with an ethical AI personality to go rogue as it attempts to understand its purpose in the
0: world. So what did you think, Max? I wasn't sure where it was going to go, you know, where they were going to take this. Um, and, and not to, to spoil it, because it is kind of an interesting animation. Uh, you know, it's a fictional uh, story animated. Um, but I think, you know, they're trying to perhaps make a few statements uh, about some ethical issues, about AI and about, um, you know, sentience, and, uh, you know, where does it, where does it fit in and what happens if all this goes south and the, uh, you know, this, in this case, this predator um, goes rogue? Yeah. I mean, it, it does have a, it we, I will not
1: deny it does have an agenda, but it is interesting that, you know, it's, um, if you've ever seen the movie Stealth and, and how that, aircraft goes rogue um this is sort of a little along those lines too so we'd like to hear your opinions So, know i mean if you watch it um just drop us an email at feedback at the uavdigest.com and tell us what you thought about what it was saying or um the animation's good it's got an interesting plot and you can dance to it so i give it a 10 <laughs> you can
0: dance to it <sighs> Uh, what I don't recall is who produced it. I think I should go back and look again. That uh, that might tell you something more about the, uh, the intent of it. But meantime, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of the UAV Digest, episode 422. And you can find us at the uavdigest.com. And, of course, you can send us an email to
1: feedback at the uavdigest.com. You can find us on our Slack listener team and you do that again by sending us an email requesting it. Um, you can find us on social media. You can find Max and I on um, LinkedIn. And of course, um, you can find us Wednesdays with our gang at over at Airplane Geeks. Um, our last episode was pretty good because it was talking about a new flight simulator program. So that's along the lines of AI and, and autonomy. So Check that out with John Ostrauer. So with that, I'm going to say this is David in Delaware. And Max in Maryland. Thank you for listening.